for another episode of 252 with your hosts, Professor Pat, Frank G, and Amy the Dream Master. You see about people love the places getting in trouble with their gun-shaped Pop-Tart and things like that. You know, our school has not seemed to overreact to that extent, but you know, the book he's reading now is a Star Wars, you know, Han Solo thing and you know, first he's got to do the reading log, and the first thing is the title is Smuggler's Run. So you're like, well, right off the bat, that sounds like something the school is going to disprove of. Something's going to be like, right. You know, and then they're like, well, what happened? In the, and he only read the first few pages, but it's like, well, they were in a bar, and then the one lady had a tattoo, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, this is just, I'm going to get a letter home. <laughs> you know? What is he reading? I'm like, no, I assure you this is aimed at 10-year-olds. It's cool. Go ahead. Right. That actually happened to a friend of mine um, she got an email from, I think it was her oldest, um, daughter. She had to do some assignment and pick her favorite poem or something like that. And she picked something out of where the sidewalk ends. And I don't remember which one it was, but it, it's one of the darker ones. Someone ate the baby. It's rather sad to say someone ate the baby. So she won't be out to play. We'll never hear her whiny cry or have to feel if she is dry. We'll never hear her asking why. Someone ate the baby. Someone ate the baby. It is absolutely clear. Someone ate the baby because the baby isn't here. We'll give away her toys and clothes. We'll never have to wipe her nose. Dad says, hmm? That's the way it goes. Someone ate the baby. Someone ate the baby. What a frightful thing to eat. Someone ate the baby, though she wasn't very sweet. It, it was a heartless thing to do. The policemen haven't got a clue. They simply can't imagine who would go and uh, eat the baby. And I guess she got an email from the teacher. And, of course, like the mom, my girlfriend, started kind of freaking out because they're the tattooed ones with piercings and crazy colored hair that lets their kids watch The Walking Dead, just like me, (laughs) you know. And she thought that it was actually going to be like her getting bitched out, but it was actually the teacher just inquiring what it was from and it was actually from where the sidewalk ends I guess her husband had been reading it to the daughter and that's what she ended up picking from it I'm like I love that book I forgot about those I need to start (laughs) reading those to kids yeah we used to we had that was you know our third second and third grade teacher was reading that to us it's not like something that they needed to be too concerned about Right, which was kind of crazy, but it caught her off guard. But then as soon as she found out, she was like, oh, okay, okay, makes sense. They should hear some of that guy's non-children's poems. <laughs> right, exactly. Got some, got some raunchy stuff and some uh, a lot of stuff about smoking weed. You might not guess that the guy who wrote Where the Sidewalk Ends smoked a lot of weed, but there it was. Yeah. Oh, yes, boys, play it sweet for me. I was sitting in my basement. I just roll myself a taste of something green and gold and glorious to get me through the day. When my friend yells through my transom, grab your coat and get your hat, son. There's a nut down on the corner, a given dollar feels away. But I sat around a bit and then had another hit and then rolled myself a bomber, thought about my mama, looked around, fooled around, played around a while and then I got stoned and I missed it. I got stoned and I missed it. I got stoned and it rolled right by. Seven months of urchin just to get the local virgin with a sweet face up to my face fool around a bit. And next day she woke up real 
some uh, friends of mine that are professors and stuff like that, that uh, some of the most brilliant minds you would not think all smoke pot, <laughs> especially writers and professors. and well, Most of the people who have, uh, you know, the excessive brain activity are trying to get it quiet so they can think so about they stuff. Focus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was shocked to learn that, and uh, I was kind of blown away. My sister-in-law informed me about that one, and I was like, really? Huh, interesting. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that would make sense. So she's like, you wouldn't even freaking believe. And I'm like, wow, rock on. But that's what I wonder if, I wonder if Albert Einstein smoked pot. Probably. Hey. That's probably one question. Though. I don't know. You look at his hair. It looks like he probably did a bunch of acid, too. <laughs> yeah, no shit. He did, like, a extensive Because <laughs> I know I woke up and looked like that a couple mornings. <laughs> if he ever shows up in another Bill and Ted movie, they could run with this idea. They could. I sure in the hell hope not. <laughs> but I've heard rumors that they are doing another one. It's coming. It's just a matter of yeah. a bunch it's of time. Because Bill does other movies. I can't remember what I just saw he's doing. Oh, he's doing a, a, a movie about Frank Zappa. So, oh, cool. You know, so oh. That's cool. That's Nobody's done one of those. But, uh, but that, again, every time he does another movie while waiting for Keanu Reeves, he just he's not going to wait, wait, because he's got to get paid, you know? Right. And what the fuck's Keanu Reeves doing? I uh, must be busy doing something. So yeah, their schedules just haven't lined up, but it's all written and waiting to go. And people have, you know, funded it and shit. So yeah, sure, I we'll see I it eventually. Yeah, I thought I saw. I read an article recently about it where I was like, oh god. But they're oh. Uh, they're going to be the parents this time. So they'll have. Oh. They're gonna, they're not going to be having their own. Their kids are going to have an adventure that will interact with them. So they'll probably have two separate adventures that have to mix together. You know. Right, to like, add up. Like a Spy Kids movie or something, only with more humor and less machete. Right. <laughs> he knows the score. Where are my wife and daughter? He gets the women. And he kills the bad guys. But they soon realize... He's coming after us. They just fucked with the wrong Mexican. Action. Suspense. If you're gonna hire Machete to kill the bad guy, you better make damn sure the bad guy 
isn't you. Machete. Rated X. Those are cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus literally, you know, that's where the Machete character comes from. So when they get a little right. bit older and can watch those, they can be like, see, this is what Uncle Machete was doing when he was not helping out the Spy Kids. <laughs> right, right. Did you ever watch those? <laughs> Which ones? Machete and Machete Lives or whatever the second one was. Machete Kills, that's what it was. Um, You know what? I do. I think I've re- I seen the first one. Okay. But not the... Oh, that's the second one's just, it's like, they're hysterical to me. It's like, they, you know, they purposely be films, of course, you know, like from the right. Grindhouse spinoff and stuff. You know, it's not supposed to be taken seriously in any way, but uh, at some point he like slashes a guy, rips out his intestines and throws them up into the spinning blades of a helicopter where he gets wound up and shot off into space. <laughs> oh, God. One of the guys was just at Motor City this weekend from Machete. Okay. Um... There was actually, uh, who else was in that movie? Can you name off any? Shit, all kinds of people were in that. Yeah, because I know that there was at least two of them there, but I can't remember their names. I don't know. I've got the, I was there, and I don't even remember. <laughs> I didn't go in. I didn't, oh, yeah. we got there. We got there at like 5 o'clock on Saturday, and they wanted 30 bucks her person to get in and the place was dead she'd be at least cutting the price like you see that there's nobody in here if you want people to come in then cut the fucking price down because it turned away at least 20 people while we were there yeah i said maybe they raised the price trying to get more money to get a bigger room for next time but by raising the price they drove people away so they don't need a bigger room for next time (laughs) yeah it's a tricky uh tricky business risk there yeah where do we set the price but that's what all the all the concerts too. Like, well, you know, there's nobody coming to these shows. Like, well, every ticket costs too much. You know, the cheap ones cost too much to be called cheap too. Right. Shit. That's why I just try my luck on fucking winning them now. Yeah, I heard Slash is at, and nobody cares. But Slash is at the Fillmore, and I was like, ah, that's exciting. I said, is it free? So no, it's ten dollars and ten cents. I said, oh, it's a Rift 101 thing. It's like, whoa, $10? So I still don't want to go, but that's pretty good go, price. Right? You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's what I would have paid for Slash in the first place. You know, like We used right. to put a lot of shows there that were twelve fifty plus whatever, their $2 service charge or whatever. But for under 20 bucks, you know, and anything now is like, well, is it 50 bucks? You know, if it's under 50, it's the new under 20, apparently. Fuck that. that still... I still make the same amount, you know. That's still not a that I, I still we still can't afford that because if me and my husband want to go, that's a hundred bucks just for the ticket. Yeah, exactly. And then if you want to get a souvenir, well, that's about thirty to thirty forty bucks for something. The, the basic Shit. keys are thirty five now usually. So yeah. Stop buying those them, too. Oh yeah, I wanted to get one at Manson, but I was like, nope, I just got a keychain. Well, and 15, this, the same $15. shirt. Is, yeah, the same shirt is now on his web store as a you know tour closeout for like nine bucks or whatever. So right, it makes no sense to buy. Oh, it's the souvenir. Like, well, really, it's it's just not. And you know, they used yeah. to at least put different you know the tour dates on the back or something. But you know, even that, it's it's not like a unique thing. You can you can buy it online now. It's just not worth it. Well, the keychain I got is the keychain. It's the double cross symbol and it says Marilyn Manson on it and it's actually like solid sterling silver and on the back it has 2015 on it cool and that was 15 bucks and I was like well screw it I got 20 bucks there we go leaves me five dollars to buy a taco (laughs) yeah see under 20 bucks is the thing if like even the shirts when shirts were 20 bucks we go okay cool because you go up right. there with a 20 and you don't want to fuck around like, with the person who's trying to give change to a thousand people. Right. You know, so 20, well, 30, or 40, but now they're at 35, so you're still fucking around. You know? Well, and now they got debit machine or credit card machines and shit, too. So. Oh, that shit. I guess they do, yeah. It's like, no, remember the things you used to say, cash only fuckers? <laughs> right. How you're the asshole, like Ticketmaster too. If you're the asshole waiting in line with a credit card, you're pretty well fucked. So, 
Oh, you mean I can't pay with this? No, you can't spend, you know, at that time, five times as much time eating up the ticket line. No, you can't. Go away. <laughs> right. Assholes. Yeah. Now the kids are like, what's a ticket line? Right. Oh, I told my co- or my niece about that because I guess my brother had told her about the new kids on the block story about how he had to spend the night over in line with me. Because <laughs> we had to camp out at uh, Showerman's in Livonia, and we literally had to camp out overnight for the tickets, but we got them. And she was just like, I can't believe you had to like sleep outside of a building all night to get tickets. And I'm like, well, back then, that's how New Kids in the... Like, what, your One Direction, that's how New Kids in the Block was for me. And that's right. how it was for our era. I mean, obviously, they didn't do nearly anything what New One Direction is doing record-wise and shit. Oh, they, but they pretty much did. They, I bet you, they sold at this point. They sold more still New Kids than One Direction. It just seems bigger because it's more in your face, you know. But right. if you think about I mean, how in your torn. face, New Kids on the Block was pretty fucking everywhere in like oh my God. 88, 89, Man, there was. They had everything, the full line of stuff, because they all oh the cartoons. And I had it. Yeah. I had them. I still have a cartoon VHS. I had comic books. I still have, I have, like, regular books. I've got the tour books. I had the bed sheets. I had the motherfucking pillows, the sleeping bags, you name it. Like, big giant buttons. And I still have, like, I have all the little trinket things and all the bedding, but... I held on to it, most of it, but I don't have a VHS tape player, so oh, I have me. I have that. Uh, if it's the Hanging Tough live video, I have mm-hmm. that thing on uh, yes. DVD. It is. Well, I have it's it a copy that, of the of the VHS, but VHS. I have it on a DVD. Well, they're still <laughs> touring. Oh yeah. I'd like to get my hands on tickets for those, but they're also mega expensive, so. Soon I discovered that this rock thing was true. Jerry Lee Lewis was the devil. Jesus was an architect previous to his career as a prophet. All of a sudden, I found myself in love with the world, so there was only one thing that I could do, was ding-a-ding-dang, my dang-a-long-ling-long. Coming out of the long-term insanity of touring, Al, along with his co-conspirator, Paul Barker, headed back to Chicago to work on what would become their best-selling album, Psalm 69. Right off the bat, Gibby from the Butthole Surfer showed up, vomited all over the console, and recorded the rambling vocal for the lead single, Jesus Built My Hot Rod. There were a lot of legendary tales about those recording sessions, beginning with the studio chicken on LSD and ending with the SSL salesman, the person responsible for the $500,000 recording console that Al had just painted to look cool under a blacklight, breaking down in tears. The resulting album was 45 minutes of crunchy goodness, though. Not a bad cut on there. They even got William S. Burroughs to join in the madness. that album freshly released, Ministry went out on the Lollapalooza 92 tour. With Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Ice Cube, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, among others. They completely stole the show. It turned into a gigantic sod war in several cities. Anywhere they were dumb enough to freshly sod the outdoor amphitheater before the Lollapalooza concert, people spent so much energy during Ministry's set that they weren't interested when the Chili Peppers came out. We left while they were still playing, and playing, and playing... After Lollapalooza, they went out on their own full-scale Psalm 69 tour, 
with Helmet and Sepultura and performed sold-out shows across the country. Now there was enough money to buy their own studio. So Al and company bought a place down in Texas where they could be left alone and bunkered up to work on their next album. Bunkered being a good choice of words because the feds paid them a little visit before long and found enough something to delay the recording process. Filth Pig finally came out in 1996, four long years after Psalm 69, and the majority of the fan base hated it. I think it's one of the best albums ever. Certainly one of the darkest, heaviest albums of all time. They slowed the tempos down to a grind, and the people who loved the faster songs like NWO and Thieves were not having it. The tour behind that album, cleverly named the Sphinx Tour, wasn't nearly as packed as the previous two had been, but the show was one of the best they'd ever done. Someone was smart enough to record that entire tour, and a few years down the road, when people were more forgiving, they released the Sphinx Tour live album, which serves as a nice document of that era. Personal problems built to a peak around this time, and it was starting to look like we may never get another ministry album again, when suddenly Dark Side of the Spoon showed up out of the blue. This was the one that I hated when it was released. It sounded to me as if someone was trying to copy the ministry formula without truly understanding what it was. Years later, with more experienced ears, it makes a lot more sense. It was the sound of a man and a band falling completely apart. I still skip a lot of tracks on this one, but I really like the ones that I do like.
told there was a tour behind that album, but I never heard anything about it. Or I decided to opt out because the record was so bland. Either way, I'm glad I skipped it, because by all reports, Al was in dreadful form. When they got back from that tour, it looked again as if the band was through, and this time, the fans were sort of okay with it. Flash forward three or four years, and again, from out of nowhere, comes a new Ministry album. Anamasatisomina was a return to form after the previous two releases. Hard, fast, and loud, Anamasatisomina sounded a lot like Psalm 69 Part 2, with a bit of filth pig thrown in for flavor. Good stuff. After yet another small-scale tour, the band did break up. Al and Paul decided not to work together anymore, but Al wasn't finished yet, of course. He went back in the studio, now with a full rack of Pro Tools gear in his guitar, and started banging out tracks for the next Ministry album. With additional band members coming from Rigor Mortis, Prong, and Killing Joke, the resulting piece would be even faster and more insane than anything they'd done before. Houses of the Mole began Al's era of anti-George W. Bush rants that continued on through the next two albums. As you can see, they were picking up speed and had no intention of looking back. The album started to come quickly. Rio Grande Blood followed closely behind Houses of the Mole. The political content was at an all-time high, but the music sure sounded like ministry.
right after that, we got The Last Sucker to finish off the Bush trilogy. He wasn't too fond of Dick Cheney or the NSA either. With that, Al announced Ministry was going on their final tour, their final final tour, and he was retiring once and for all. Of course, that was three or four tours, two albums, several live recordings, two side projects, and a couple of cover albums ago. As it stands, the final Ministry album, From Beer to Eternity, was released in 2013. Every bit as insane as the rest of the catalog, this one has a modern yet classic sound. He's even incorporated a bit of electronica and dubstep this time. Time will tell what the future will bring us from Al and his bunch of assorted maniacs. He's currently working on a project called Surgical Meth Machine, which promises to be the fastest album ever recorded. Whatever it sounds like, it's sure to be interesting and very, very Al. Have you ever shown Mr. Manson your scary Manson tattoo? I've had this fucker on me for almost 20 years. <laughs> can you please autograph it so I can go and finish it? And I've had, and then I can tell him the good stories of you know, when I first got it done that night, we went to a bar with my friend Scott because he went with me to get it done. And I actually had a, one of the drunkest guys hitting on the back of my neck <laughs> because I had my hair pulled up. Hey, baby, how are you doing? Yes. Yeah. And my friend Scott's sitting next to me laughing his ass off when he like tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, turn around. And the guy's like weaving, bobbing back and forth. And he's just like, wow, that's fucking sexy as hell. And hey, baby. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you really like talking to my neck right now? <laughs> like, there's no lips. It's just eyes. But the way the, you know, it kind of shapes down and looks like there's a form of a nose. But the guy was so drunk, he thought it was a fucking face. <laughs> It was the funniest shit. I almost peed my pants. <laughs> Maybe he's uh -oh. like, well, she's got no mouth, man. She's not going <laughs> to say a lot. She's going to be quiet. I, I like that kind of girl. Yeah. Right. She's a girl that doesn't talk much. <laughs> my kind of 
bitch ain't like your bitch Cause my bitch don't bitch at all Oh, that, was that comic that used to be in the in the newspaper comic strip it was Henry it was like a bald kid with yep. no mouth like what the fuck yep. why does that kid have no mouth I remember that comic strip it's probably still running because it, why wouldn't it be it like never had a story or anything it was just that kid <laughs> right just going weird it was shit. easy to write it was just draw a picture of this weird kid and let people wonder what he's up to next all those, remember all those comics they used to have that were like the old people comics? Like, who's reading this stuff? Where it was like, you know, one, there was one with the knight, and then there was Brenda Starr, and there was all this, like, uh, the one with the old lady, Mary Worth. Like, who's reading this? Oh, Put, yeah. You know, Garfield. I read all those. Did I you? read Garfield. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, Garfield, obviously. I just never then, read any of the ones that was, were stories, like old there people was stuff. Like, there was, like, an army one that was in there. Steel Bailey. Yeah, because that was my thing. Like, I would always go to my grandma's house on the weekends, and on Sunday, she'd get the comics. Sure. Or the, you know, the newspaper, and she'd get it for the crossword and do the crossword puzzle and give me the comics. So I'd sit next to her while she would do that. Which used to be a bunch of pages, too. Right. Get a good eight pages out of it, at least. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Not like. They, uh, shoot, I haven't bought a paper in forever, but I don't even know if they still have the crossword puzzles in them. <laughs> they do, but everything's shrunken down. Right. Now they have Sudoku and... Yeah, same thing with the comic section. Like They still have it sometimes, but there's you know one double-sided page or sometimes one one-sided page that's got everything shrunken to half size. It's terrible. But the, there's nothing, you know, Every all those comic strips are on the internet now, so nobody's looking at the newspaper for them anyway. Stupid internet taking over everything. God damn it. They just need to come out with a, a thing that looks and folds and handles like a newspaper, but is a screen, and then you'll be all set. <laughs> I know. I just don't like the change. I'm getting grumpy and old. All this ding dang taught technology. Just keep it old school, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Why? My kids have been bugging me to take them to the comic book store. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. That's always fun. They're cool, but they're expensive. Well, the one that we go to, which is in Garden City, it's A to Z comics. Uh-huh. They have the back section where it's like twenty-five cents to dollar comics. Right. So yeah. that that's where I'll let the kids, and most of the time, because they, we would go up there like once a week because of my dad when he lived with us mm-hmm. when he was alive, and uh, so. They know us. They know my kids. So they would give the kids free comics and shit like that. But just to buy a regular comic, it's like four bucks now. Yep. Up to up to seven. Yeah, it depends on. on, Yeah, depending on what they're some fancy shit they're doing. But yeah, four is the average, like the the bottom line at this point. Right. The the cheap versions, and it's like wow, you know. Right. Like they found Patrick found like two copies of like Ghostbusters. Cool. And I'm like, oh, I'll grab those. And those were like the only ones. But every time we go there, he's like, are there any more? And I'm like, I don't see them, but there's tons of Walking Dead. <laughs> like, everything's Walking Dead there. <laughs> but he'll, every once in a while, I'll let him grab one, you know, depending on money monetarily wise. But right. I'm about yeah, but to see to him, a- everything's new because he hasn't read any of it. So that works. Right. And he's just now, like, basically, it's, you know, picture, just looking at the pictures, but I'll sit and read them to him. Right. So, and then he can, he keeps good care of them. He doesn't, like, trash them or anything like that. And he puts them in a special little spot. So he's cool. like, so I can, he's like, I want to keep these so when I get older, I can actually read them. I'm like, good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes sense. Good idea. Right. Okay. <laughs> You're very smart. I didn't even have to tell you that. Good job on that one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they need to get those. You know, they, that part of the problem with the price and the lack of availability is that they, it's hard to get the kids now. You know, they, remember comics used to be on the rack at the grocery store. At, oh my God! At yeah. the Seven Eleven or the party store, 
at just random places, the drugstores, every place you went where there was, you know, a, a newspaper or a magazine, there was also a rack full of 20 or 30 different comics all the time. Yep, all the time. Yep. And now there's none of that. You have to go to the comic store, and if you're not lucky enough to have one nearby, sometimes that's a big deal. And then when you get there, what we used to, you know, we maybe buy, I think we were talking about this last week, you buy 15 or 20 books, you know, a week or something, you're looking at 80 bucks, you know, and then you do that four times a month, sometimes five. Well, who can afford that now? Definitely not a kid. Yeah, there's a huge warehouse over here in Livonia called Pop Culture. And they've got. I mean, it's a decent-sized place. You'd probably enjoy taking a trip in there. I mean, they've got everything. They've got comics up the wazoo, all kinds of collectibles, you name it. It's like it'd be kidding the candy store for your, for us. We'd be like, woo! And they're reasonably priced as well. Two fifty-two. wrong with you people that's why we have the shitty industry we have now because somebody out there has told somebody else that that was good and encouraged their dumbass to keep going you know that's those people on the voice and all those tv shows like you suck sit down you know first of first of all the people on the voice are being auto-tuned also <laughs> right right look at Nicki minaj's ass and turn off the sound that's the only purpose of those shows <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Uh, now I can't never get it out of my head that she's actually Jay-Z <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he found a way to continue his career for an extra 10 years had to get some implants though <laughs> oh man he can share wigs with his wife it's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> I saw a picture that uh, somebody had hired Nicki Minaj for their, uh, their obviously very rich child's bar mitzvah it was somewhere oh. in New York, and it was like a party because they had like the wall with the wallpaper logos of whatever the kid, Nick's Bar Mitzvah or whatever it was. But uh, they had Nicki Minaj standing there for this picture, and she's wearing like her super tight ass dress or whatever. And there's about eight, 14, or 13 year old boys standing there. It's like <laughs> the geekiest fucking 13 year old Bar Mitzvah kids you've ever seen. With like the super huge grin on their face, and two of them are both like hands around grabbing her hips and her ass and stuff, and they're just like, ee, so happy looking. <laughs> and I'm like, how much did she charge to go do that? And she's just like, I don't even care. They can grab what they want. They pay me like twenty five thousand bucks to come here today. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty funny. <laughs> oh my god. So I that's sh- the price to grab some superstar ass in twenty fifteen. You know. Probably cost less if you want to grab Brittany at this point. She's kind of fallen and you know, sunken into bits. So right. it depends on the superstar you're looking for. Well, you get Debbie movie? Gibson for 150 bucks. Hey, yeah. Or uh, Tiffany. Yeah, that's who I was struggling to find the name for. I wonder what Tiffany's doing these days. Somewhere around like. I'd say maybe two, early 2000s. Tiffany got some implants and posed for Playboy. Yeah, I remember. And Tiffany was fucking hot at that point, but uh, I never liked her much in the eighties. She got a, she got a nose job too. That's part of it. Debbie Gibson. She had she had a few hits. She could sing better than Tiffany, and I thought she was cuter back then. But after like once they both got to be adults and both posed nude, Debbie Gibson lost a bit of charm. She wasn't as hot naked as Tiffany. She she did Playboy too. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> All of those goody goody girls that we, you know, back when we were 15, decided to eventually drop their shit. So, hey, you know, they should have done it when we wanted to see it, is the thing. Right, right. International shipping has gotten ridiculous on anything. It's not just that. It's, uh, it's like I sell books and stuff through Amazon, and if somebody in Canada wants to, or a record, book record, whatever, it can, it can weigh an ounce, just a small you know, a comic or whatever, nothing heavy. But whatever it is, if it's going to any place outside of the United States, you're looking at 50 bucks to start, and then they add the weight. They don't want you to send or receive uh, international packages. I, I ordered this, uh, 
Well, it's basically, it's a computer part, but I had to come from this guy in, I don't know, one, one of those Russian countries that I don't even know where it is, right? So it's so, like, okay, the shipping from his place to me was like $3 US, nothing. Cool. It got here and it was broken by the mail who smashed it somewhere and then put it in a bag saying, we're sorry. So I had to send it back. Oh, I think I remember postage, you telling yeah, me about that. The return postage was like 86 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck? It cost him oh. three bucks to send it to me, 86 to send it back. So I would have stuck a note in bucks. there and been like, motherfucker, you owe me $70, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, basically, eventually the guy just said, oh, whatever, I'll just send you another one because that's stupid. You shouldn't have to spend another price to send another one. So basically it was like, pay for another one. It's cheaper than sending it back. That's ridiculous. And their solution is, well, oops, sorry. Oops, <laughs> sorry. Nothing we can do. Wah, wah, wah. Your loss. And, like, it's Ugh. always obvious that they opened it at some customs place and went, what's this? And started poking at it and shit, you know? I'm like, how of did this course. computer part get out of its sealed static bag in the first place? And how did the piece that's broken off get outside of the sealed static bag when you resealed it? You know, it had to be broken in between, huh? Uh, (laughs) there's people that order, you know, expensive shit and get it destroyed that way. There was a guy that found a case of old, I don't remember what game it was, but some, one of the more expensive rare Nintendo games. And he found a sealed case with, you know, I guess it's maybe 12 sealed games inside or whatever. Cool. He went it on eBay and it was from whatever other country. And when it got here at the customs, they slashed it open. They slashed open all the boxes to make sure they were actually... (gasps) Like, why would you be ordering old video games? These must have drugs inside. So they just double destroyed it and, you know, send them all the pieces in a box saying, here you go. You didn't have anything wrong with this. Oh, my God. I would have killed them. And the insurance people were angry, too, because, like, well, you got all the parts. What's the problem? <laughs> uh, the problem is I didn't want them open, jackass. That's the whole problem. Now they have specific collectible insurance you can pay to make that not happen as much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that kind of stuff is crazy when you hear of that. And like, oh, they, they ripped it all open and it's like, ah, you know, just to, to, you can see the guy cringe through the email, you know? Right. Oh, I'd be cringing too. Like these were, you know, the, uh, you know, a case of original 78 Star Wars toys. And they're like, well, why would you be ordering, you know, 40-year-old action figures from overseas? These must be contraband. And, like, they're just ripped into pieces. Like, oh, like dickheads. That. Like, somebody's mom obviously works for customs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're not getting these Han Solos. <laughs> you guys. Now you literally have to smuggle the Han Solos across, <laughs> the, across the border. <laughs> you have to put them in the little compartments of the Millennium Falcon and send them and see what happens. Maybe they get through. <laughs> I never uh, thought I'd use these to smuggle myself. I had some uh, some records that the guy, one of the guys that I work with, his music only gets put out on vinyl in Italy by this guy who does these crazy custom 100-piece little art projects with them. So, okay, well, I always have to order these because they're the only place they come from. So I got a couple last year, and it's okay, cool. Well, they'll be there when they fucking get there. (laughs) So I waited, like, 90 days. Man, 90 days. They think they should be here by now. I'm going to have to write this guy and see what's up. And then day 91, they showed up in the thing, and it was in a big burlap sack. There's like three, three records in a sack tied up with a piece of twine and a, an address thing stapled on it. <laughs> like, Are you okay. serious? Like, I know they That's... left in a box. I don't know what this shit is about. So maybe That's... Santa Claus works for the delivery. Yeah. <laughs> right. Little elves dropped them off for you. Here you go. Yeah, it's Just like, for the, the inconvenience. What did you guys... Yeah, what was That's that so about? weird. That's weird. I was expecting like, some brain or something when I ended up. What the fuck is this? Right. this? Like beginning of a horror movie. The, the, I'm supposed to cut a hole in it and put it over my head like Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. Right. Be uh, Pamela. So, yeah, I don't know what goes on with those people, but they do some crazy things for people who should know better if that's their job. You know? Right. That's, that's a weird 
weird thing. Like, but you guys seen... have x-ray machines. They x-ray every person at the airport. You guys can't just x-ray the packages, you know? Right. I mean, I've ordered shit off the line from, like, China and shit, and I've never had a problem. It's just taken a couple weeks, like three, four weeks. I usually like, get toys stuff for from the kids China. Yeah, China's not a problem too much. But yeah, I don't have any issues. If you order that. anything from Russia or Germany or any of those places that they're not quite sure about, they make you sign for it. <laughs> right. Like, um, if you're I've, receiving this, you must sign. Well, okay, I guess. Whatever. You know where I live. You know. I've ordered from the UK just, like, a small, stupid little, like, necklace or something. So it wasn't anything big. And I've had people send me shit from the UK, so. I've had stuff come but. from there via the cheaper service quicker than it comes here, you know. Yeah. I mean, things that takes four days from California, but got here from London in two, you know. Yep. Whatever, you just get the plane at the right time, I guess. 252. That does it for another episode. Check out our website at RetroNerds252.com for show notes and links to all kinds of cool stuff. And check us out on Cave Radio at CaveRadioBroadcasting.com, Friday nights at midnight. Congratulations to Bob and Elaine, who finally got married this weekend, proving that nerds can find true love. And also to Emerson for being the only person ever to figure out what 252 is a reference to. Very cool. We leave you this week with a classic bit of Slayer. See you next time.